When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. NRL news. So the countdown continues. We need a little clock that ticks away, Tommy. 27 days until the start of the Premiership proper. And up we go again. The Raiders pair of Josh Papalihi and Joe Tarpany have now had their say in the CBA negotiations and they've said nothing's off the table. They've told Fox Sports this, nothing is off the table. But here's what Josh Papalihi said. He said, you can't sit in a company that's not willing to look after you. You want to do your best, put your best foot forward, and we just want to be treated fairly at the end of the day. We sacrifice our bodies, and we know that not everyone's going to agree. So he, he states his claim very well there, but you can't sit in a company that's not willing to look after you. Wow, that's pretty strong stuff. They were then asked about whether or not a strike was a possibility, and we've been over this. And um, Tarpany, who's an RLPA delegate, said, we don't want to get to that stage, but everything is on the table at the moment. They can't say the S word the players. They just won't say it. And we've said time and time again here, and I think you agree with me, and let me know if you don't, that it's you can't have it half half-assed in this one. Right? You just can't play the softball treatment here because the NRL are playing hardball. So if you say we don't want to get to that stage, but everything's on the table... Is that going to shock or scare anyone? We don't want to strike. Nobody does. But is it going to shock or scare anyone? No, it's same old, same old. I think the strongest stuff that came out of what the Raiders couple was saying was what Josh Papalee said. I can't sit here and be willing to play or work for a company that's not willing to look after me. Wow, that's heavy stuff. And if you really want to play the hardball, then you back it up with, you know what? I'm not going to work for that company. And that company doesn't go if I don't go to work. So I'm going to sit out because I stand by my principles and I'm strong on this and I'm going to make sure that I'm strong until the day we get our deal. Does that sound stronger to you than a little bit of softball? We can't, oh, maybe, don't want to upset. Oof, uh. You're either in or you're out on this from a publicity perspective. And like I said, winner, winner, chicken dinner at the moment and it's not going to determine the deal but the NRL, I, I would say, is a couple of steps ahead on that one. Well done to them for having their say, and well done for Josh Papalii to come out and say that. And it's a tricky one for somebody like Joseph Tarpany to try and dig in hardcore. But the leadership's got to come from the top, and the messaging's got to come from the top here, because you know what? 27 days until the start of the season. Not long before the start of the preseason. As the All-Stars go ahead. Scotty Sattler told us yesterday on this network, doesn't think so. That could be under threat. So threats are only as good as how much you back them up and how strong you make the statement to deliver them. Meanwhile, the poor old Dragons can't take a trick. Jack Bird's going to undergo surgery, so it's a knee injury. Suffered at training this week. And when you take a look at their preseason timeline, it's been a horror. Here's what's happened in the last 43 days of the Dragons' history. Right? The last 43 days. Teletau Amone has been charged, as we know, and stood down under the NRL's no-fault policy. 
So the charge came on December 22nd, stood down on January 18. Same day, January 18, Jaden Sullivan, grade two hamstring injury, out for six weeks of training. A week later, January 25, Cody Ramsey, unfortunately, ruled out for the entire season. And then today, or yesterday, Jack Bird suffers that injury. So in the space of 43 days, it's all gone pear-shaped for no other reasons than off-field incidents and injuries. They've got the bye in round one, and won't they be looking forward to that? And then they play their first match of the year Sunday, March 12, against the Gold Coast Titans. Meanwhile, Liam Martin has suffered an injury as well, and that could rule him out of the World Club Challenge. It's an AC joint injury, and it came because of a wrestling session or during a wrestling, wrestling session earlier this week. And Ivan Cleary wants to take a cautious approach heading into the NRL's pre-season challenge. Why? Because it's a fair bet that Ivan Cleary's team will be there at the back end of the season. So softly, softly to start the season, especially for pre-season and World Club challenges, and then rip in later on and make sure you've got the full squad. In cricket, as I mentioned, the Brisbane Heat, well, it's one of the biggest wins of their franchise history. They win the challenger at the SCG. They defeat the Sydney Sixers by four wickets with 10 balls left, and they go through to the final against the Perth Scorchers on Saturday night. So the Heat going for their second title in BBL History, they won it in 2012-13. Perth going for their fifth, and this is their eighth trip to the decider. It's just the Brisbane Heat's second. Michael Nisa was unbelievable last night. He shut them down at the back end with 48 not out. But nine for 116 is the Sydney Sixers' lowest score this season. And you could play the big what-if game. Daniel Hughes comes in and top scores, 23 off 24. The guy's all class. But nine for 116 on a pretty dodgy wicket out there at the SCG is the lowest score at the season in their biggest match of the season. Now take Steve Smith's numbers and put them into that equation. And this is what if. This is nothing against those that were trying last night. But Steve Smith scored 346 runs in five matches this year for the Sixers. You always look at the strike rate in BBL, and his was off the charts, 174. But look at the average. In those five matches, he averaged 86.5 runs. So if he comes into that team or is at that team, and as we know at the SCG, that average doubles. But if he comes into that team last night and does what he normally or has been doing, there's another 86 runs. If you take out Daniel Hughes' 23, there's another 60 runs, call it. They get to 9 for 180 thereabouts. Well, they get to 180. This is what if. Their highest score this season, 180. Their lowest score this season, last night, 116. It's an amazing sliding doors moment that sport statistics will throw back at you any time in the biggest what-if game you can kind of play. So Perth Scorchers v Brisbane Heat will be the final on Saturday and, of course, it brings down the curtain on Dan Christian's incredible career. And he reflected on that last night at the back end of the game. So let's have a listen to Dan Christian talking to Seven. I guess it means I can... I guess it means the, the main thing is like being able to catch up with people and say that I haven't got cricket on. <laughs> that's been the best thing. That's, that's the thing I'm most looking forward to, I guess. Um, going to be able to catch up with family and friends and be able to go to weddings and birthdays and, and all that kind of thing that I've missed out on for the last 20-odd years or so. Um, Get my Saturdays back now as well. 
<laughs> it's what an incredible career and such a well-respected um, player and person as well. Congratulations to you, Dan. You've been the old ornament to the game, I think, saying there is reflected beautifully in what Dan Christian's been doing. And, and I watched in particular at the back end of that match last night as much as we could from the coverage to see how the players were reacting to Dan Christian. I mean, they were disappointed. Their season's done. I'm talking about the Sixers, obviously. But they went over to Dan Christian straight away. I saw the umpires do that, give him a good shake and have a good eye-to-eye, man-to-man talk to him. So well done to him. Now that leads us to the state versus state cricket debate this morning. Have you picked up on this? South Australia want the Sydney test. That's the simple top-line headline from it. They want to take the Sydney test and we can have the traditional pink ball Adelaide Oval test. So let's just do the old switcheroo. Here's the reasons why. South Australian government, South Australian cricket have gone to Cricket Australia and they've said, we're going to get another West Indies test next time around, according to their schedule for next summer. And not only that, it's penciled in on January 26th, Australia Day, and that's going to cause a fair amount of problems. So there's that political sphere in it. They want a test against Pakistan. Now, Pakistan are set to play Australia in test matches in Perth, which will be um, probably the one that you could argue. Melbourne, no question, and Sydney, before Brizzy and then Adelaide host the West Indies. So the South Australian government not so much want a Sydney test. They want a test against Pakistan, not the West Indies. But it comes at the expense of Sydney, if that's what they were going to do. Now, they always get good crowds, and against the Windies in early December... A total of 86,500 went through the gates at the Adelaide Oval. The Perth test the week before drew half that. So the numbers don't lie for the pink ball test in particular at the beautiful Adelaide Oval. And as we know, the SCG test was a nightmare when it came to weather. Four straight sessions across days three and four were a washout. 49 overs were lost to rain and bad light on the opening two days. So it's that time of the year when everything goes (laughs) pear-shaped at the SCG weather-wise. 26 days have been completely washed out across all tests that have been held at the SCG, which is more than all of the other Australian venues combined. So they're the reasons behind it. The biggest reason is they want a Pakistan test, not a West Indies test. But what they want is our test. They want the SCG test. Now, we said to you earlier this week, when we were doing what wouldn't you miss, I said to you, would you miss the SCG test if it wasn't in January? Because so many people said, ah, it rains like crazy. What do we have it here for? Well, here's our opportunity. What if we did a a swaparoo? So today we're going to pose that to you, the straight swap on this Friday. Now, this can be sport. This can be whatever you want. What's your best straight swap? I just quickly had a chat with Sugar and Missile before they wrapped up on Brecky. And I threw it out there. So let's do some city straight swaps, some sporting city swapsies. Sydney and Melbourne. What if Sydney get the Formula One Grand Prix? Missile said they could have Bathurst. (laughs) Is that what they get in return? So logistically, it's pretty hard to put a Formula One Grand Prix in Sydney. It's even harder to pick up Mount Panorama and take it to Melbourne. But are you willing to give up that for a straight swap? Would you take the Melbourne Cup and give them the Everest? I don't think so at the moment. I think that's definitely swung around. What about Sydney and Brisbane? What do we swap with Brizzy? Sydney get the Brecky Creek Hotel, and in return we give them a Manly Ferry. Is that a straight swap? 
fair old swap for that. You can swap players. You can swap coaches. You can swap rules. But it's got to be a straight swap. Yesterday, we spoke to Lockie Miller, who's done a straight swap from Cronulla up to Newcastle. In return, Cronulla get an under-19 player. Straight swap. No drama. Too easy. All done. Nothing to see here, folks. Move on. So let's go straight swapsies this morning. What is your best straight swap? 0457 736 736. Have some fun with that this morning. It's Friday after all. one 1170 if you'd like to pick up the phone and give us a call. And don't forget, we're looking for our winner-winner chicken dinner of the week, thanks to Char Grill Charlie's. Is it Tommy already? I mean, do we give him a win for not getting out first ball here. He's taken over the panelling duties, which means he's in control technically today. Heaven help us. Come and join the show this morning on this Friday. Let's do Swapsy Fridays. What would you do a straight swap for in the world of sport? Back after this.